Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is happening, gang? We are jacked about today's episode of the Inside Football Podcast, Bill Pulling. In today's episode, we dive deep into the NFC East. This is truly a fun one for me as we get Bill's breakdown of all of the offseason transactions in the NFC East. We go through the free agents the teams have signed, who they've relinquished, who they've traded for, who's retired, and then we get Bill's exclusive breakdown on the draft. This truly is an unbelievable opportunity to get Bill's thoughts on how the NFC East will shake out. This is one of the divisions where we've seen a lot of change and a lot of turnover. And I think this is going to be a division, while it's going to be tight, this is not going to be the least division in the NFL. You're definitely going to win this with a winning record. So sit back and relax and get ready. But before we do, we want to give, take a minute to give a word from one of our sponsors, Bet Online. Bet Online is truly the leader in your online betting. It's fast and it's the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And best of all, it's free to sign up. And hey, Bet Online has some unbelievable NBA futures odds. We've bumped the Lakers championship odds from plus 300 on Monday to plus 400 today. Following the ankle injuries to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, despite their recent slide, the Lakers still have the second best title odds, only trailing the Nets. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Bet Online and either go to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off your a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So what are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to sign up. All right, gang, get ready for it. This is our breakdown of the NFC East offseason. This is the Inside Football Podcast with Bill Polian, and here we go. <laughs> All right, we are live on the Inside Football Podcast. Some of us have been traveling this week. My level of excitement for something so inane as schedule release day is way higher than it should be, and we're doing the NFC East. So if I drop dead during this podcast record, I apologize. I am way, way too excited. Uh, how are you guys doing? Compared to you, I'm, I guess I'm not doing so well with how jacked up you are, but I thought I was okay. Well... Schedule release day, even when I was a general manager, never really got my juices flowing. You just know who you're supposed to play. Uh, you, you already know that. The only, the only question today is when and where. And uh, the first thing you look at when you get the schedule as a GM is when is the bye week. <laughs> right, right. And then the second game is, the second thing you do is when is your biggest rival in conference. And uh, then after that, it's just, Business as usual. 
Right. Well, I feel like the league, based on the leak schedule I saw this morning, is going to test your uh, Colts heartstrings week one as uh, it'll be the football team versus the Chargers and Telesco and Napoleon will be up against each other week one. <laughs> yeah, it will be. <laughs> That's rough. You, you, have to, you have to root for the football team that week, Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, blood's thicker than water. but Exactly. But Tommy's close. <laughs> He's family. Bob, in the Bob Sanders category. But. Yep, for sure. All right. All right, Rick, get us into it. All right. So, you know, this. So uh, as you know, last week we did the AFC East. We're doing the NFC East today. So we start off with the Washington football team. Let me recap their season for you a little bit statistically. Um, they, in, in terms of points per game, they ranked 25th in the league averaging 21.1 points per game. In combined yards per play, they were 31st, 4.9. Passing yardage, they ranked 30th at 5.8 per attempt. Rushing yards, was they were 28th at 4.0. They gave up 3.1 sacks per game, which tied them with, for the, with the Giants for 28th. Defense was a little bit different, though. Uh, in terms of points allowed per game, they rank sixth at 21.2. Their combined yards per game, they rank fifth, 30, uh, 316.5. Passing yards, they were third in a tie with 6.0. Their, their rushing dropped a little. They were tied for 11th at 4.3. And they were tied for fifth uh, in sacks at 2.9. So, uh, in terms of the, how that works out, their combined point differential, they ranked 14th at 0.1, and they were tied with the Cowboys at for 22nd in turnover margin at minus 0.2. But some bright spots in there with a the defense. I don't know what you... you and Scott, uh, are, are, were you surprised by any of that? No, I mean, I think it's exactly what we thought, but I'm now very excited to hear because I think it's a story of a better team. What, what did they do this offseason, Bill? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, they had a busy offseason. Um, the guys that left, the guys that left, Ronald Darby, um, they, they felt they replaced him, that, that they upgraded the position. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, they're kind of agnostic about, he was 30 years old, so... Uh, you know, they weren't going to re-sign him anyway. Sprinkle, Fabian Moreau, Ryan Anderson, and Robert Foster are all uh, guys who, uh, you know, were not major contributors. So they didn't lose much in free agency. The players they added were interesting. Of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will be the quarterback, uh, and he brings Fitzmagic, and he brings uh, uh, Fitzagita because he throws <laughs> interceptions at, 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 at the at the, the, the worst possible time. But, I mean, that's him. He's going to be exciting. Uh, Lamar Miller uh, comes in as a, as a running back. Um, he's kind of a, a, a poor man's version of the starter because he's smaller, but, but he, he can get the job done. DeAndre Carter comes in as a, as a uh, kick returner. Adam, uh, Adam uh, Humphreys, a good, solid receiver. Curtis Samuel was the big uh, signing uh, $34.5 million early in free agency. He will be a factor in the passing game. Brandon Scherf was, uh, received the franchise tag. Um, David Sharp re-signed re with Washington. Tyler Larson, uh, David Mayo, 
And, and the other big signing was William Jackson III. He signed a three-year, $40.5 million deal from Cincinnati, former number one draft choice. They felt like they upgraded over Darby with that signing. And then Danny Johnson, Darrell Rogers, and Dustin Hopkins um, were uh, all guys that, uh, you know, figured to be squad guys but, but aren't difference makers. You go to the draft – Jamin Davis, their number one pick from uh, uh, from uh, Kentucky, Um, good solid player, good solid pick there. Sam Cosme, uh, offensive tackle from Texas, again sat right there, good solid pick at fifty one. Benjamin St. Just from Minnesota, the corner, he can be a safety or a corner. It'll be interesting to see uh, where he works out. I think he'll get on the field. Very long. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, Diami Brown, the wide receiver I really like from North, North North Carolina, he's something they did not have because he really can blow the top off the defense. And like some of these other guys who blow the top off defenses, he can catch the ball. He averaged uh, 20.1 yard, uh, 20.0 yards of reception at North Carolina. Um, and then uh, the rest of their guys, Bates, Forrest, Cameron Chessman, Will Bradley King, Shaka Tony, who I know you were thrilled to, uh, I was pretty excited uh, to see them draft from Penn State, and Dax Milne, um, uh, Wilson's uh, uh, running mate at uh, at Brigham Young, are, are all guys who have a chance to make the team. Tony, I think, will be a surprise because he does have rush ability. He doesn't have numbers, but he's got rush ability, and um, so I, I thought this was a, a, a you know a really good draft. Uh, Thomas Davis retired. Um, he he came in with uh, with uh, uh, Ron Rivera. Alex Smith, of course, retired, and Donald Penn retired. So if you look at the roster, Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, Antonio Gibson at uh, at running back. I'd like to see a really good number two. I don't think Lamar Miller is that. I think he's a two point five, closer to a three than a two. I'd like to see a guy who you could count on to get uh, four yards of carry uh, to go along with Gibson. Um, and, and maybe that guy's there. We'll find out. Well, and with all the running backs in Philadelphia that we'll get to after this week, maybe one drives down 95. It's entirely <laughs> possible. It's entirely possible. Terry McLaurin, uh, outstanding wide receiver. Curtis Samuel adds to that mix. Adam Humphrey adds to that mix. Logan Thomas is in his in the correct position at tight end. That's where he should have been all along, instead of at quarterback, where they tried to uh, the, the the draft gurus try to make him a quarterback when he was at Virginia Tech. He's in the right position now, and he's a really good one. Garen Christian at left tackle, Wes Weisher left guard, Chase Rulier at center, Sheriff back at right guard, and and Morgan Moses at right tackle. Pretty good offensive line. They need to protect a little bit better. Uh, but Fitz is a little more mobile than the guys they've had, so that that may help some. But this is an offense, if they can get a solid second running back who can carry the load, not just be a, 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 a you know a third down guy along with Gibson, this is an offense that will improve greatly because the receiving core has improved greatly. And uh, and Fitz will, you know, do what Fitz does. He's, he's right. going <laughs> to... 
He's going to be exciting. He's going to win some games that he shouldn't. He's going to lose some games that he that, that he shouldn't either. So, right. um, you know, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty exciting year on offense. But for somebody that wants to throw the ball down the field, the combo of McLaurin, Samuels, and if Brown is what we think he is, this could be pretty fun with Fitzy for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely it will. I mean, it, it, you know, the receiving core is 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 mightily improved. So. Uh, it, it, and Sims, you know, we, we didn't mention Sims, who was coming on at the end of the year. Uh, and, of course, the backup quarterback, I really kind of like uh, 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 Heineke. He showed a lot of courage and a lot of fight and a lot of guts in the in the playoff game last year. So, that you know, he, he, he did well on the on the biggest stage where Kyle Allen has not during his time in Carolina. Uh, plus, he's bitten by the, you know, the uh, uh, injury bug. What's well, the curse of the football team leg breaks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. On defense, Chase Young, Chase Young is uh, is as good as it gets. The the sky's the limit for him. Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne are two really good inside tackles. Uh, and in Jack Del Rio's defense, they they can really. They really get the job done. Montez Sweat has come into his own as an outside rusher. I think there's some backup guys uh, that that are probably going to have to win jobs because you're not going to go very far with just rushing four. You got to have six to seven guys that you can that you can rotate in there. So keep an eye on that. The, the rotator inside is Matt Ioannidis who's outstanding. He comes in in the nickel situations and replaces uh, one of the big guys, uh, principally Payne. But and he, he's a talented player, and there was talk, of course, of trading him for quarterback in the offseason. Uh, but somebody else has to emerge uh, outside. I'm hoping it's Shaka Tony. I think he's got the, 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 the capacity to do that. At, at weak linebacker, Davis is uh, is right in there. Let him go. Bostic, uh, you know, is in a fight with David Mayo for that job. We'll see who emerges at middle linebacker. Cole Holcomb, Holcomb is a pretty solid, uh, 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 strong linebacker. And in the secondary, Kendall Fuller, Landon Collins, Raheem Curl, and William Jackson um, provide a, a a a pretty good group there. That's been improving as time has gone by, and uh, we'll see if St. Jude's uh, can add to that. That this is a group that needs, I think, one more difference maker, and uh, and if they if they get that, then uh, on the back end, then this is a defense that can be one of the best in the National Football League. They're relying on the front right now too much, which is understandable. I mean, with the talent they have, but you got to make plays on the back end. So I'd like to – Jackson, I think, can emerge as a playmaker back there. If he does, look out. They're in pretty good shape. Tressway is an outstanding punter. Dustin Hopkins is a good, solid place kicker. DeAndre Carter, good, solid return man, along with Antonio Gibson. Uh, Again, I'd like to see him not have to – be involved in special teams at all if he's going to be the number one back. Uh, but that's that's just a minor issue. As you say, that's for the cut to 53. You can find that depth at the cut to 53. So this is a team that, that will be in the hunt. 
they're probably going to go as far as the defense and Fitz can take them. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And then where where the Washington football team wins best, the offseason of 2022 could be fun in the quarterback market. Well, that's right. The, the quarterback of the future is, is, is out there somewhere. Ron has said, and I agree with completely, and Marty Herney has said, um, they're building a football team right now, and whoever the quarterback is is going to inherit a pretty damn good football team. I mean, if you were a veteran quarterback, this might be one of the top three rosters you'd want to go play for, right? Indeed, you might. That's right. And, and a player's coach, a guy that you know knows how to win in the National Football League, this is a pretty good destination for a veteran quarterback. Yep. I'll, I'll, before we move on, I'll just follow up on one, one comment Bill made, just to put this out there in the universe. Very interesting finding guys who were not quite good enough to be NFL quarterbacks might make it as tight ends. I don't know why, what made me think of that, but I'm just saying that. So You had to bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> I did, I'm sorry. You, you couldn't let a show pass. <laughs> <laughs> it's written in the Constitution, right? Yeah, we, it we, is. It is. When Tim Tebow decides to do something, we have to cover it, right? We <laughs> have to cover All it. All right, we we did. We meant we made our obligatory uh, uh, coverage of it. Let's move on. Oh, get ready next next week. The Twitter questions are fast and furious on that topic. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay, so we're going north up to the to uh, the Giants, and here's the story on the Giants from last year. On offense, they were ranked thirty first. Uh, in points per game, averaging 17.5 points per game. In combined yards, they were tied for 28th with the Eagles at 5.0 per play combined. Uh, in passing yardage, they were ranked 28th at 5.9. Rush yards, they were tied for 13th, 4.4. And in terms of sacks allowed, they were tied for 28th with the Redskins at allowing 3.1. Then Redskins, oh, I should have said Washington football team, my obligatory mention of the thing I can't mention. Okay, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, in terms of points allowed per game, they are ranked ninth at 22.3. In terms of combined yards, their ranking came in at 12, which that was 349.3 yards per game. In passing, they were tied for 12th, giving up 6.6 per pass rushing yards they were tied for eighth at 4.1 in sacks per game given that they recorded they were tied for 12th at 2.5 when you put it together the point differential they were ranked 24th with minus 4.8 and the turnover margin came out at they were at 17th and that was zero um Okay, the players that they lost, uh, with a couple of exceptions, don't amount to much. Uh, Kevin Zeitler went to Baltimore as a free agent for a three-year deal at 22-5. Um, you know, that's a guard. You're not going to pay him that kind of money, and, and he's on the back end of his career anyway, so uh, understandable that they let him go. Dalvin Tomlinson, I think uh, they're going to miss. He got two... Uh, at 21 with 10 guaranteed from uh, the, from Minnesota. Uh, but they're in pretty good shape there. Kyler Fackrell is a solid rush linebacker who went to the Chargers. Good pickup. He didn't get, he only got um, a million five guaranteed. But he's, he was a backup with the Giants anyway. Uh, Colt McCoy, uh, you know, 
has been around forever and will continue to be around forever. So, you know, that, that that's not much of a loss. Wayne Goldman's a guy that uh, went to San Francisco. He's perfect for that style. If he doesn't make it, uh, the Washington football team should have their eyes on him. Right. Uh, he would be an excellent number two. I think he'll make it with, uh, with uh, San Francisco, however. And David Mayo, we mentioned, left to go to Washington uh, for a, uh, a minimal contract. Uh, the signings were the important ones. Mike Glennon, uh, you know, been around forever, will be around forever, can take snaps, smart guy, helpful in the, in the quarterback room. If he's got to play more than three games, you're in a, you know, you're in trouble. But, uh, you know, pretty solid uh, veteran quarterback who can finish a game for you. He can finish a game. Can't win, but he can finish a game for you at any time. Uh, Devontae Booker, interesting signing, uh, two years, $6 million deal, uh, upgrade over Goldman and, and can carry, can carry the mail. That's a solid backup. Uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, four year deal, 72 million, 40 guaranteed. Uh, he is a power receiver. He's not a speed guy. He's a power guy, but he catches the ball, runs good routes, does all the things you want a receiver to do, and he's very, very reliable. John Ross signed a one-year deal for $2.5 million, including a million guaranteed, which is, speaks to uh, the fact that he hasn't been on the field almost for his entire career. He's one of those guys who can take the top off the defense. I say this markedly tongue-in-cheek. That phrase is, it disgusts me, actually. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we don't know if he can catch the ball because he's never been in a game to do it. Right, so right, right. Yeah. not only not only do we can we be assured he can catch, he can take the top off the defense. That's all we know. Uh, whether he can be out there to do it on game day remains to be seen. Kyle Rudolph is a nice signing, two-year, $12 million deal. Um, complete tight end, blocks, catches, smart, high character, great work ethic. Um, and, 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 you know, the present, the incumbent tight end is not a tight end. He's really a slot receiver. He's a big slot. So this fills a need that they had. Um, Zach Fulton, Ryan Anderson, defensive end, uh, 3-4 defensive end, backup. Uh, Odenigo, a defense, 3-4 three, three, defensive end, backup. And Leonard Williams, who received the franchise tag, did a long-term deal. And he is the, uh, uh, he's a, uh, you know, a really solid player who's big. He, he's, he's a big run stopper, but he can also rush the passer. He can push the pocket. So with, with, with some slipperiness and some talent. So that, that's a really good signing. Danny Shelton is a one year take up space, you know, fall down, uh, create a pile, uh, uh, first down nose tackle. And, and there's, you know, there's value there. Reggie Ragland is, uh, again, a He's in the back of that pile, and he'll make the tackle once uh, Shelton creates it. And uh, but he can't run very well, and you know he, he's a he's a power inside linebacker. They're, they're, those two guys are that's a power three four first down nose tackle and a power three four first down inside linebacker. Uh, and they came at reasonably good prices too, so good signings. Uh, Dory Jackson, uh, three mil, uh, uh, three year, thirty nine million dollar deal. Um, 16 million guaranteed, 
this is an interesting signing. I happen to be an Adoree Jackson fan, but if you brought this up in uh, in in Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, right. <laughs> uh, they would they would arrest you and deport you, along <laughs> yes. with the Dory Jackson. They were happy to see him go. He, they would deport you to Kentucky. <laughs> he he was he was uh, he was public enemy number one. Um, I, I think he's got some talent. I think he's got a nose for the football. He's not a great tackler. Um, you know, when he, 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 and he, and he, he gets banged up a little bit cause he's a, a little on the small side, but I, but I do think in a defense like this, that, that combines a lot of man and zone, this is essentially an offshoot of the Patriots defense. Um, I, I think he, I think he's a pretty good player. Uh, we'll see. This is, is going to be his last chance. Now he got, you got a lot of money to go to the last chance saloon. This is a good last chance. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is, uh, I'll take that last chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, turning to the draft, uh, Kadarius Tony was a really good pickup. Uh, he, he's, he's a complete receiver who runs after the catch, uh, maybe as well as C.D. Lamb. So that, that, that's sort of, uh, uh, you know, he's the Giants version of that intercontinental missile who can catch the ball and take it all away. Really good. Aziz Ojolari, outstanding, natural, speed off the corner pass rusher, and, and he'll be a, a good addition. He, he'll be on the field on third down for sure. Going to take him about a half a season to get adjusted, but then he'll be really good. Well, and also to move back and get both of these players, Dave must be changing up the uh, changing up the draft style. This is the first time he's traded back to walk out of these walk out of this draft with picks and these two guys. This well, was- you know, he had the opportunity, and and he, he, when you go back, you have to have guys that back there that you want, and and he found them. Uh, he he he's not a proponent of trading back willy nilly. There's uh, more and more a heresy about the draft is surfacing every day. I don't know if we'll have time on this show, but at some point in time, I'm going to have to address the heresy of value for the pick, which is which is like measles. It, <laughs> it's an epidemic that comes back about every 20 years. You know where you you have to now you have to take out a big hammer and beat it down and and make it go away. But uh, uh, that's out there again, and then and then the, the the Wharton School trade back is out there again. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, I wish the people at Wharton would have find better things to do than mess with the draft. You know, it, it's just find find a way to to create. You know, to figure out how the pipeline can't be hacked. You know. Something that'll make a difference in our lives. Something that gets gas to the Polian household. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Aaron Robinson is 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 really uh, a good pickup. He's a solid Alabama corner, so you know he's going to do everything right. His techniques are going to be good, um, and and he'll make what plays he has to make. He's not blessed with uh, you know all the talent of uh, Sertan, but. Um, He's nevertheless a good, solid guy. Uh, Ellison Smith is a is a is a project from Northern Iowa, um, outside linebacker. Um, it's going to take him a while, but I think he's got a future. I really like uh, Gary Brightwell um, from Arizona. Uh, I don't quite know where he fits because he's kind of a tweener, you know, a little guy, but he can, he can he can really shake and bake. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, keep an eye on him in the preseason. Players that left were 
Antoine Bethea, uh, congratulations to him. Phenomenal career. I was fortunate enough to be with him for um, 11 of the of the many years that he played in the National Football League. He started from day one of, of his first minicamp with the Colts and was a phenomenal player for us. And the well-traveled Alex Tanney uh, retired. Um, the Giants' depth chart is highlighted, of course, by the one and only uh, Saquon Barkley, who's back. So now that gives the offensive line an opportunity to block for somebody that can pick up, you know, when they block four, he'll get eight. When they block eight, he'll get 12 uh, or 15. And so they now have the big play, explosive play uh, uh, package in their in their run game. Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, as I said, is going to be a, uh, a, 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 a true tight end. That's a pretty good group. And, and, and Ingram, this is the year for him now that he's, he's, he's absolved of all tight end duties. Right. He's like, he's, he's gotten like a presidential pardon. You never have to block again. <laughs> you know, we won't put you in there and ask you to, to block a defensive end or even a linebacker. But damn it, you better catch every ball and you better stay on the field. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, and Slayton, uh, I think Slayton is undervalued. He's a he's a really good player, and Galladay um, is going to uh, add uh, a lot, and Tony will add a lot. So that's a, that's a really good group. And and if Ross miraculously can stay on the field, then now now you got something special going. In the offensive line, Nate Solder comes back, backed up by Andrew Thomas and and, and Mike Pert. Let's see between the three who can become a real tackle. You know, it's like Pinocchio. Can you become a real boy? <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> uh, Thomas and Pert, you know, have to. one of them has to become a real boy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Nate's not going to play forever, and, and he's kind of uh, he's on the back nine right now, but he'll do okay for a year, I think. But after that, somebody's got to step in. Shane Lemieux at left guard was a, was a, a, a pretty good find. Uh, Nick Gates at center did a nice job. Zach Fulton steps in at right guard. Will Hernandez is, is and Kenny Wiggins are will be fighting for room there. And Pertz, uh, uh, as I said, is is penciled in as as the right tackle. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it, these tackles have to grow up and become real tackles. If they can, then now the 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 onus flips to Daniel Jones, who now has weapons, and if he can protect them, now we'll find out what he can do as a quarterback. But but if they get competent tackle play, this should be a pretty dangerous offense. You would think. If Daniel Jones can play well, you, you would think it would be, yes. That's what, that's what I wanted to ask you, Bill. You know, I, obviously, uh, it's been a very difficult situation for him. But just based on what you've seen in terms of, you know, to date – what is your take on Daniel Jones? Is will he now that he has a better supporting cast? Will he be able to move up and become a solid starter, if not a star, in the league? Well, we'll find out. You know, he's at a crossroads. He's, he's right. He now has he now has weapons. He's got, I think, a semblance of protection, and we'll find out. We'll find out what he can do. You know. 
uh, I was just looking for you to give us a little foreshadowing, but you're right. I mean, the, the, the proof will be in the proverbial pudding. Yeah. Defensively, as I said, this is a three, this is a New England three, four. So Dexter Lawrence is a uh, uh, left defensive end. As I, as I said, Danny Shelton will play nose tackle. Leonard Williams will play right defensive end. Shelton will come out of the game in, in everything, but largely first down. Um, Lorenzo Carter at weak linebacker is coming off an injury, uh, but, but, you know, not a bad player. Reggie Ragland, as I said, is an inside, is a first down inside linebacker. Blake Martinez is a, is a, a, a really uh, solid, uh, you know, run and hit smart uh, inside linebacker. And uh, Ojalari is right in there at the at strong linebacker. Get in there and go. Now he'll have he's going to have some difficulty against the run. Other than that, I think he'll I think he'll be uh, fine. Bradbury and uh, uh, Dory Jackson will be the corners. Jabil Peppers and uh, and Logan Ryan uh, are, are the safeties. Julian Love is uh, is the nickel back, and Xavier McKinney uh, and Isaac Yadam provide pretty good backup help at uh, at safety. So, you know, two good corners. I think Adore Jackson will play well. The biggest question uh, is, you know, can Logan Ryan's back there to get everybody lined up and make all the calls? Can he make the plays? To me, that's the biggest question. And how long will it take for Ojolari, um to get his feet on the ground? That's all. With our luck, it'll be week one. He will be Lawrence Taylor revisited. I'm already, when I was watching the draft, all I kept thinking is, this is one of Bill's sons. This is one of Bill's sons. He's slipping. He's slipping. I was like, don't go to the Giants. Don't go to the Giants. And of course, he goes to the Giants. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, this, is a, this is a defense that I would say overachieved last year. And they added, uh, they added some pretty good parts, I think. So... They'll be solid. Uh, the question is, uh, will the offense score enough points? And uh, they certainly have the weaponry to do so. And with, uh, with uh, Saquon back, uh, they, they have an ability to control games that uh, you know, they did not have last year. So uh, this is a completely different team offensively. And defensively, you hope that the additions allow them to improve some. So, so Bill, with your GM hat on, in terms of looking at the rosters of the football team and the Giants, which roster do you like better? I think they're about even. The difference is Saquon. Right. The football team doesn't have Saquon. And, uh, and despite all the weeping and wailing from the gurus, those first-round running backs – are better than the 15th running back in the draft. Right. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. I think we've, we've learned that. Yeah. yeah, we've learned that over time. Check the guys who have gold jackets and, uh, um, and, and they're difference makers. So they have a difference maker on offense that the football team doesn't. Right. Who has played amazingly well against the football team as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. And – and quarterback and quarterbacks at the opposite ends of their careers. So. Yeah, the Giants are the roster that scares me the most in the division. Yeah. Ah, okay. 
What is up, gang? Before we dive into our look at the NFC East, we wanted to take a minute and hear from one of our sponsors, Podcorn. Podcorn, as we've talked about innumerable times on the show, is truly the top place for podcast advertising, both from the podcaster side and the advertiser side. I I wear both hats in this game, uh, running my own business and also as a podcaster. And there's no better way for you as a business owner to get the word out about your brand than Podcorn. But then if you're a podcast and you're like, how do I monetize this show? We, much like every show that uses Podcorn, have fallen in love with the platform. It's super simple and easy to use. It's so easy, even Rick can do it. So we wanted to thank Podcorn for sponsoring today's episode. So what are you waiting for? Head over to podcorn.com and sign up today. Whether you're a business looking to advertise your brand on a whole slew of dynamic podcasts like this one, or if you're a podcaster looking to monetize your show, look no further than Podcorn. Head over today, www.podcorn.com. So that, if that, is that my cue to go into the Cowboys? That's your segue. Okay. Good job. Good job. So, so let's talk about the boys. Uh, offensively, uh, they ranked 17th last year, uh, in points per game. They averaged 24.7 in terms of combined yards. They were 21st and that was at 5.3 in, in passing, they were 23rd at 6.5 per pass. Their rush yards put them at ranking 22nd. At four point one, not good. The the and the sacks allowed per game they were tied for twenty fifth at two point eight. On defense, they also ranked twenty eighth in terms of points allowed, uh, which they gave they gave up twenty nine almost thirty twenty nine point six per game. In terms of combined yards, they were twenty third. They gave up three hundred eighty six point four. Their passing yards allowed. It, it was at, uh, they were tied for 21st at, at 7.1. In terms of rushing yards allowed, they were 30th, 5.0. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and sacks, they were ranked 20th. They tied at 1.9 they gave up. Uh, we put that all together. Their point differential put them 25th out of 32 with minus 4.9. And their turnover tied them for 22nd. They were at minus 0.2. So not really, unlike some of these other things we've looked at, neither side of the ball looking very good to me. Bill? Well, the offensive side, you know, last year was because of the loss of Dak. Right. And the injuries on the offensive line, was that was kind of a, a one-off. Um the defense was abysmal. Um, the, the the statistics don't do it justice. It was it turned your stomach. I mean, they were just. Um, I don't know how Jerry could watch it every week, or Stephen, or anybody else associated with it. It was tough. They try, and that's not a knock on the coordinator. They tried to play a defense that for which they didn't have the personnel, and that's what happens when that when you, when you do that. As the season wore on, they recognized that they had to had to come back. They got to change things, and they got a little bit better. But it was a lost season. Um, in terms of the people that they relinquished, Jadobi Awuzi, who's a cover two corner. Interestingly, I was wondering whether he fit with Dan Quinn's Seattle scheme, 
Probably not. Uh, but he went to Cincinnati. I don't know how he fits in Cincinnati, to tell you the truth. <laughs> That's... Had he gone to Indianapolis, I would have said, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I don't know what he does that Cincinnati values on defense. But they gave him uh, they gave him uh, seven million two fifty. They pay, they know more they than value. we do. That's, yeah, a, no. a, a, that's a lot of money from Mike Brown, Bill. Seven point two million. Andy Dalton, of course, uh, left, uh, and, and Cameron Irving got a two year deal with uh, 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 six million guaranteed uh, from Carolina because they couldn't line up at tackle. Um, but, uh, you know, none of those guys are going to be badly missed. Um, the other guys, Joe Thomas, Alden Smith, Greg Sennett, uh, Hitaki March are, are, as we say in the trade, just guys. Um, the one guy, even though he's 30 years old, um, that I have a soft spot for is the, the belldozer, Blake Bell. Uh, I think he's, uh. First of all, he could make him into a good short, short yardage and goal line back because he did it in college. He was fun to watch. And uh, I think he's a pretty solid backup tight end. And I know his dad played for us in Kansas City. I, I know what kind of a person he is. So um, keep an eye and see. He'll land somewhere. Okay, the additions. Dak Prescott, four-year deal, $160 million. Who cares how much it is? Uh, he's signed and he's there for a long time. That's the important thing. They add Jeremy Sprinkle to replace the belldozer. I'm not so sure I agree with that deal, but um, that's just me. He's the greatest tell tight end in the league. You know you're running the ball when he's in the game. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, they added Ty uh, Nishki as a, as a backup tackle. Carlos Watkins as a, uh, a defensive end. Brent Urban who is a designated pass rusher as a defensive end. Uh, both guys will fit pretty well with uh, Coach Quinn's um, uh, uh, defense. I can see his fingerprints all over these defensive moves, by the way, uh, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. Yep. Terrell uh, Basham, Canoe Neal, um, really, really a good player if he can stay healthy. That's a big if. Uh, but if he can stay healthy, now he's a bit of a difference maker. C.J. Goodwin, uh, he'll he'll fit. Jordan Lewis will fit. Uh, J. Ron Curse at safety. Demonte K.Z. had a couple of outstanding years with Coach Quinn in in, uh, in uh, Atlanta and got hurt. A little bit on the small side, but uh, you know, pretty dynamic player. Jake McQuaid as a free as a snapper and Brian Anger, uh, the well-traveled Brian Anger as a punter. So all in all, a, a really good free agent year, in the sense that Dak is back and they add a lot of depth pieces on the defense. Who even if one or two of them can play the way they played in Atlanta, I'm thinking of Neil and KZ. Uh, you know, they improved pretty well. Greatly. Yeah. yeah, greatly. All right, the draft. Um, it wouldn't be the Cowboys if they didn't take a chance on a guy who has some baggage. So that's Micah Parsons, but he can play. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. He can play. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, he can play, and he'll probably be the middle linebacker. And uh, so away you go. Uh, he's a run-and-hit guy. He's got instincts. He's pretty smart. He'll be a good player. Kelvin Joseph is a really good corner from Kentucky. He's very much under the guru's radar. I believe he transferred from Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a transfer somewhere. But he played for Coach Stoops there. He made him into a really solid corner. And and Cowboy fans are going to like him, and he can do the things that Coach Quinn wants him to do. Um, Osa Odigizawa is a rush offensive tackle, which the Cowboys, for the last, uh, who is the kid from Air Force? Uh, Chad Hennings. Since They haven't had one since Chad Hennings in, in Super Bowl twenty seven. Right, it's been I mean, a minute. Super Bowl twenty seven. So uh, he he he's a legitimate rush offensive tackle. Uh, it's going to take him a while because he's coming out of the Pac twelve, and and that's a different game entirely from the NFL. It's like the Big Twelve, you know. That's different football, but uh, I think he's going to be pretty good. Uh, Golston is a non-speed, but all work, toughness, tough as nails, defensive end from Iowa. First of all, he's from Iowa. So right. put the, the, right. the Kurt Ferentz stamp of approval on him. He's taken right off the shelf. He's ready to play. And um, and secondly, this guy is a, a tough as nails guy. You, I mean, you really like him. Uh, Nation uh, Wright, long corner from Oregon State. Uh, Jabril Cox, uh, a linebacker from Louisiana State, who flashes a lot. Uh, and and he, he, I wouldn't be surprised to see him challenge for a job. I don't know, very honestly, Josh Ball from Marshalls. The guy that I'm kind of excited about is Simi Fahoko from Stanford. He's a big, long receiver who can run, and, and he's going to be – an interesting guy. He, he's one of those guys that, you know, he might step in there and, and win a job before anything happens, before, you know, before you know what happened. And um, Quentin Bohana and Israel uh, Mukamu are, you know, sound, solid college football players who um, will have a chance um, to make the team as backups. And an interesting scouting situation. Kelvin Joseph was number two, and the n- number one corner that they were looking for and looking at was from South Carolina. So you see two guys who jumped off the film who got drafted in the sixth round. Exactly. That's how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys usually turn out to be quite good, by the way. You know, they're good additions. Sean Lee, unfortunately, retired. Great career. Uh, credit to Penn State. Penn State to Penn State. Yep, been a been a, a really good Dallas Cowboy over the years. Had to retire because of the neck injuries. Tyrone Crawford uh, retired as well. Let's get to the depth chart. And here's where it gets interesting. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amare Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Blake Jarwin. Backing them up, Tony Pollard. Cedric Wilson, Simi Fajoko, 
Noah Brown, and Dalton Schultz with Jeremy Sprinkle brought in there with his lunch pail uh, <laughs> to go and block. Yeah. That is a pretty stellar group and a pretty salty group. And it's got backups who can win in the league. So look out for this offense. Right. Here's, here's, here's the linchpin. Here's the trouble. Yeah, here's the trouble. Tyron Smith's got to be Tyron Smith. Connor Williams or Connor McGovern has to grow up and become a real boy, right. as we said with the Giants guys, <laughs> right? Tyler Bladis, I think, is fine at, at center. Zach Martin's got to stay healthy. Uh, he's still got good time in him. And Lyle Collins is at right tackle, and they got to figure out a way to help him in, in passing situations. It's that simple. Because if you leave him out on an island against good rushers, he can't handle them. But that's been the case from day one. So they, they have to be able to help him. Coach McCarthy will figure that out. This is a frightening offense because it's got playmakers at every level. Zeke, let's start, let's start with Dak. Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Blake Jarwin, uh, Tony Pollard, you can win with. Cedric Wilson, you can win with. I like Fajoko. I think you're going to like what you see of him. So the answer is if the offensive line can play well, this team is going to put up a lot of points. Um, Defensively, Dan Quinn takes over, uh, brings in a lot of personnel that is familiar with the defense and can play it well. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, by the way, uh, interestingly enough, Odigizawa will back him up. I misspoke because Neville Gallimore is the first genuine rush tackle they've had in a long time. He's he's pretty good. I forgot about him. Uh, Tristan Hill coming off an injury, pretty good player. Randy Gregory's been around forever. Uh, If he can avoid uh, suspension, uh, one of these years he might have a phenomenal year. Right. Uh, uh, Chauncey uh, Goldston plays behind him. Uh, that's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but uh, in, in virtually every respect. But uh, a good, you know, really solid backup. Odigizawa, I think, provides uh, good backup help there. So that's um, that's six guys there that you say, okay, pretty good. Not bad. You know, who's the seventh guy going to be? You can almost manufacture him. Uh, weak linebacker, um, Jalon Smith from Notre Dame. Uh, middle linebacker, Von Der Esch. Uh, strong linebacker. They've got Parsons there. I got a feeling that, that there'll be a lot of nickel, and Von Der Esch may not be on the field a lot. They're listing Canoe Neal as a, a Canoe uh, Neal as a weak linebacker. He can he can play a lot of places. Jabril Cox will be a I think a really good backup, and Basham I think will be a really good backup. So that's six guys at that position that you say okay we can win a game with any of these six guys in the game. Uh, obviously, Jalen Smith uh, is the big playmaker. And look out for him to have an all-pro year in this defense. He'll be he'll be Wagner in this. He'll be Bobby Wagner in this defense. Um, and Micah could be a scary KJ Wright. He could. Yes, he could. 
Um, Trayvon Diggs, uh, solid corner. Anthony Brown, solid corner. KZ will be back there at free safety, getting them lined up. Donovan Wilson at strong safety. Um, the, the, you know, some people are going to have to emerge. Jordan Lewis, I think, will be one of them. Kelvin Joseph will be another. They're, they're going to have to have depth corners emerge, but I think that will happen. So two good things about this defense. A, they added playmakers. B, they have the style of player, the, the type of player to play this defense. So that's the first time in a long time they've done it. And this is the first time since Rod Marinelli became the coordinator by himself, which was pretty close to about eight or nine years ago, where the defense will be coordinated by one guy with a vision to how to use all these players. Right. So there's going to be there's going to be a dynamic uh, change on defense for this team, only because they'll know what to do, and 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 everybody will be on the same page, which hasn't been the case for quite a while with the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, Zerline is the is the place kicker, Anger is the punter, uh, C.D. Lamb uh, can return punts, Tony Pollard can return kickoffs. Um, you know, what more do you want? A couple things in the secondary, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and it may be the young kids may surprise you there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that this, that's the thing. If the secondary plays, this is probably the best team in the division, right? Without question, without question, because they can outscore you big time. Right. All the offensive line has to do is not fall on their faces. With the talent that they have, just get in the way. Just do a decent enough job to keep the quarterback upright, and you're going to find yourself with 27 to 30 points a game. So this is really a good team. This is a good team. With the defense, with the, with the, with the players now fitting the scheme, you know, and you put up those points, you know, I got to agree. I mean, <clears throat> things, are, things are looking up for the Jones boys. Um, okay. Uh, last, well, yeah, but least. <laughs> Let's go to shock and confusion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's ironic that the kind of season they had last year, that, you know, Bill, you remember in the old stadium, the Eagles actually had that courtroom? Yes. There was, <laughs> I don't think they do anymore, but, you know, they certainly could have used it last. This would not be a season you'd want to sit in the 700 club in the vet. <laughs> yeah, no, you would not. Uh, all right. So here's, here's how it looked. On paper, when you when you in the in the rearview mirror to mix a metaphor, all right. Points per game, they were twenty six. They averaged just under twenty one points a game. Their combined yards per play, they were tied with the Giants at twenty eighth, five point zero. Their passing game put them thirty second in the league out of thirty two at 5.6 average their their rush game wasn't that bad it was good they, they ranked third with 5.0 in terms of sacks get uh given up uh they they were also the worst at 4.1 a game in terms of their defense there they ranked 20th in terms of points allowed 26.1 combined yards allowed they were 18th at 363 combined passing yards allowed per pass they were tied for 23rd, 7.2. Rushing yards allowed, uh, they ranked 10th at 4.2. Uh, 
Uh, they recorded, they were third. They recorded 3.1 sacks per game. In terms of putting offense and defense together, the point differential, they ranked 27th, which was minus 5.2. And their turnover margin put them 29th in the league at zero minus 0 0.6. Um, okay, the guys that left, um, Jalen Mills got big dollars from New England. I don't think he really ever played up to the hype, if you will, with Philadelphia. Good, but <clears throat> pardon me and, and excuse me, listeners, I don't have a cough button, so you'll have to excuse me uh, uh, for that. Um, Cameron Johnston, uh, punter, you know, decent punter, went to Houston uh, for uh, $3 million guaranteed. He'll get a lot of work in Houston, that's for sure. Deshaun Jackson, uh, you know, hail and farewell. Off to the Raiders. Um, Jonathan Ford uh, went to Jacksonville. Uh, Malik Jackson and Vinnie Curry, two highly decorated and very productive um, older guys, have come to the end of the line. Uh, Malik went to Cleveland and Vinnie to the Jets, uh, but uh, they, they were not really factors. Uh, and as I say, they're at the end of the line. Duke Riley is a I, I like as an interesting spare part linebacker. He went to Miami, but he's not a starter. So, you know, that, that didn't, it's not a terrible loss. Nate Sudfeld goes to uh, San Francisco. Who we'd like to thank in D.C. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Nate Jerry also goes to San Francisco, both backups. Uh, players they added, Joe Flacco. Well, and hey, Bill, one more thing. Alshon Jeffrey will likely be released or is going to be released June 1st. Yeah, no surprise there, of course. He's uh, at the end of the line as well. You know, a wonderful career, but uh, hail and farewell. Um, why they signed Joe Flacco <laughs> is beyond me. I mean, Unless you're going to sign the polar opposite of the guy who's the starter, which is what Joe Flacco is, um, I don't know how you craft an offense that works for both. But maybe, maybe you know, Nick Sirianni can do it. Maybe uh, Joe's been running the beaches of Delaware in the off season, and it's going to be super fast. Uh, well, never happened in a million years. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe Flacco, a great guy though, with a puncher's chance. But yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I like Joe Flacco. I mean, he's he's he, I'd love him as a backup with with the Indianapolis Colts, for example. But I don't know how he fits. How do you fit in an offense with a run around quarterback? I don't. I, you know, that's not Joe, to say the least. Carry on, Johnson uh, claimed off waivers. Good pickup. I mean, this guy has ability. There's a is probably a piece missing that I did not see when he was coming out uh, from Auburn but he's a, and, and didn't see with Detroit, but he's a – this guy's a, a slam-bang runner. They got more running backs than you can shake a stick at. You're right. The football team will be uh, – and others will be snooping around there. There'll be some trades uh, made here because they can't keep all these guys. Hassan Ridgeway, good solid pickup. Eric Wilson, uh, good solid pickup. Andrew Adams stays with the team, and Anthony Harris signs as a safety to replace Jalen Mills. So not a lot of activity in the offseason in free agency, but you didn't expect that. The draft, 
DeMonta Smith, home run. Um, number one, he's played with the quarterback before, which is a plus. Um, two, um, you know, he, he's, he's got the same talent Deshaun Jackson had in his youth, but uh, probably probably a, a, a steadier guy, if you will. And certainly, even with the 166 pounds, longer than Deshaun. Uh, so, you know, good solid pickup there. Landon Dickerson, um, you know, really solid player. Yeesh. I don't know how he got past the physical, but that's, you know, yeah. hey. Yeah. <laughs> Never been healthy. That's 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 the doctor's call there, you know. If he gives you the okay, take him. Why not? He's a good player. Uh, Milton Williams is a is a solid defensive tackle. He was unknown to the gurus, uh, but a, a, a really pretty solid, hard bitten, tough uh, defensive tackle. So they, a, a good pick there. Zach McPherson, the corner from Texas Tech. Um, you know, seems to be a reasonably good player. I really like Kenneth Gainwell, and he becomes the third down back. I think he'll come in autumn and immediately be the third down back and, and be a tremendous addition to them. Now, where does he fit in this offense with this quarterback? I don't know. Ooh, yeah. that's a good question. It is a good question. I, I can't wait to see how it works out. Maybe they're going to have five guys in the backfield and the center just snaps to whoever he wants. <laughs> and it'll be New Jersey prep school football circa 1998. Well, I like Kenneth Gainwell. I'll tell you that. This guy, is a, he's a good runner and, he, and he's dynamite out of the backfield. And, and in the fifth round, that was really a great pick. Uh, Marlon uh, Tuipoloto, um, solid defensive tackle from USC. Taron Jackson, uh, you know, he's, he's a work in progress from Coastal Carolina, but he has ability. And uh, uh, Jacoby Stevens, uh, you know, good, solid guy from Louisiana State. Patrick Johnson is from Tulane. I do not know him, but I presume, uh, you know, he, as a defensive end, he's, he's got some upside. So uh, I think the draft was, uh, by the standards of what they had to replace, and what they got, uh, really pretty good. I think all the way down to uh, Tui Peloto, you, you can probably you can probably pencil all of those guys in. And the question is, does Dickerson stay healthy? Uh, but you know, all of if you can get six guys out of a draft to contribute, you've had a hell of a draft. So I think they did. Uh, the depth chart. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, and we'll see what he does. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are really good running backs, um, and, and when they divide up time, they're both of them a little on the small side. When they divide up time, um, they are they're, they're dynamite. Carryon Johnson is a banger who'll take some take some snaps off them and, and be able to come in and and go mix it up. And as I said. As a third down back, Gainwell is dynamite. Could Gainwell play receiver a little bit for them? Uh, he might, yeah, sure. He's play, played slot at Memphis. So, yes, sure. Yeah, right. he can. Um, Rager, we don't know. 
he's, uh, I'm rooting for him because his dad played for us in Indianapolis, Monte, great people. Uh, but, I mean, he was as green as grass last year. And the fact that they took him and not Jefferson is not his fault. Uh, the, 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 uh, uh, he, he just needs uh, time and work, so we'll see. Um, Devonta is the real deal. I don't think there's any question about that. Greg Ward is, uh, is, is a, you're, you're better than average all-purpose wide receiver. You know, solid, solid guy. I was just going to ask you, uh, are you more sanguine about Devonta's size? Because I know when we talked right around draft time, you know, that was a big concern. Are you, are you feeling a little better about that? Yeah, as long as you leave him outside, I think he'll be fine. You know, the question is, you know, is he going to hold up over 17 games? We'll find out. You, and you, you, as, as Coach Levy used to say, once we've got them, they're ours. Let's make them the best player we can make them. And, and, and all of the, the chatter dies once the pick is made. Now we'll find out what the, what the real scoop is. But yeah. I, I think he's a good enough football player where if you leave him outside and the quarterback can get him the ball, which is a big if, yep. uh, uh, you know, you'll, you're going to, you know, he's, he's dynamite. you got two guys. He and Rager can run. Now, he's more accomplished than Rager as a route runner and all that stuff. Exactly. I was going to say he's a great route runner, I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so, and then Travis Fulgham was actually statistically their best receiver last year. He was working at, uh, you know, TBS or something and came in and became their best receiver. So, uh, <laughs> and that tells you where they were. Right. And Arciega Whiteside. They were trying to do Invincible too. Yes, yes. <laughs> Where's Vince Papali when we need him? Uh, he's, he's now hanging out with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Arciega Whiteside. Uh, his job is in jeopardy. I think you know he's 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 probably he's, you know he was a draft choice that they had high hopes for, but really hasn't panned out. So they they improved that position dramatically. Uh, it's just that Rager has to develop and Devonta has to stay has to stay healthy. Dallas Goddard returns at tight end. Whether Zach Ertz is uh, is there or not remains to be seen. I think that's a trade possibility that still exists. Um, Andre Dillard is a draft choice that they're counting on highly. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Isaac Samalo, uh, you know, pretty decent guard. Kelsey is Kelsey. Uh, he's getting up there in, in age, uh, but he, but he's still a, you know, feisty, solid, uh, you know, bites you kneecap off guy that he's, he's always been. He's a Dan Campbell guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> Brandon Brooks, I like. I think he's a decent guard. I've never been a big Lane Johnson fan, but you know he keeps he keeps hanging in there. And 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 friends of mine around the league tell me that uh, I'm living in Never Never Land because I I always compare him to Will Wolford and Tarek Glenn. And that's a lousy comparison. <laughs> We're asking too much of him. Yes. <laughs> As one guy, one of my former uh, colleagues said to me, you're still living in the past. Those guys don't exist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You want everybody to be Jonathan Ogden. (laughs) I said, no, only our guys. (laughs) I don't care who else plays. 
I want Will Wolford and Jonathan Ogden and Tariq Lynn. That's who I want to tackle. Right. But uh, uh, so that this, just like Dallas, this group has to coalesce and play well. If they do, then now it's on the quarterback. If they don't, the quarterback runs around and has an excuse to, you know, to, to, to spray the ball, right. which you, you don't want. Uh, the question with Hertz is, is he going to be accurate enough as a passer? That's, that's the, that is the question. There's a reason that Tua replaced him at Alabama. It's because he was not accurate enough as a passer. And last year, you know, because he runs around and makes spectacular plays, people assume that he can be a winning quarterback. But in two of the games that they lost, he missed open receivers in the end zone that would have won the game. And those are those are games you, you can't do that in the National Football League. And Bill, do you think this is a good coach and player fit too? Uh, I think a lot of Nick. I really do. Uh, he was with... But is this the type of quarterback he would want? You think? I think he's a good enough quarter, a quarterback, a good enough uh, uh, coordinator and head coach to say, "I will do the things that this guy can do." But with the rest of the talent here, is it the right fit? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But we'll find out. And I, I'm rooting for Jalen. I hope he succeeds. I really do. But, you know, this is a, they're not grown up yet, so to speak. But when you're talking about, you know, Sanders and Scott and Johnson and Gainwell, Rager, Smith, Ward, Goddard, those are weapons, man. I mean, those are, those are guys that can make stuff happen. So um, both in the run game and the passing game. So if, if, uh, you know, overall, when you look at it, I mean, this this could be maybe the most uh, remarkable turnaround for a whole division from year to year we've ever seen. I mean, for, there's a lot of good teams in this league. If, well, we haven't gotten to the defense of the Eagles yet, which is... Well, all right, go ahead. But, you know, I, Bill, I'm trying to give, you know, Philadelphia's fans some, you know, a little bit of encouragement. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, Derek Barnett and... Uh... Javon Hargrave and, you know, the, the venerable Fletcher Cox, who just keeps rolling along. Brandon Graham. Uh, this is uh, the AARP of defensive lines, but uh, <laughs> but they're still good. And uh, Josh Sweat and, and Hassan Ridgeway, uh, you know, give them, you know, some pretty good backup depth there. Um <laughs> Singleton, Wilson, and Shaw Bradley. These, they're, the Eagles linebackers are, are always in the witness protection program. You, know, yeah. you, don't, you don't know their names, but, but they do play well. They do play pretty well as a group. Um, and there's, there's nothing, to, um, nothing to, to really worry about with these guys. Darius Slay, I think, was a great deal for them. They brought in a... Uh, they, they took advantage of 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 an incompetent regime in Detroit and 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 made a good signing there. Rodney McLeod comes off injury, good solid guy. Anthony Harris, good solid guy. Avante Maddox, um, Zach McPherson, Kayvon Wallace. 
mean, they, they've got some guys here that are um, that are solid pros. Slay is a is a playmaker. Uh, he can he can do good things. Uh, so, and now of course, new coordinator for the first time in a, in a long time. So we'll see how that works out. Um, and the special teams with Jake Elliott and uh, and Sipos uh, and uh, Greg Ward is a returner and Boston Scott is a returner. Um, that that's a a solid group. So. You know, the two questions or three questions with the defense. One, can the old guys hold up over 17 games on the front? Secondly, can they develop enough depth in the secondary to where some playmakers emerge? Those are the two major questions. And then the third one is, um, can they avoid the injury bug that's bitten them year after year, it seems, on the defensive side of the ball. So if they can do that, I think they have a chance. Um, But the age on the defensive line worries me some. Oh, they just have to end practice in time for them to make the Bluebird special for dinner, it's all. (laughs) Or or the Blue Plate special. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like the Bluebird one's even earlier, right? Yeah, it is. It's, but, you know, you know, you, you, you got to get a hang on to that money at the end of your career. So, yeah, to Rick's point, NFC East needle definitely moving up. You're probably winning this division next year with a winning record, right? Yes, the winner will have a winning record. Uh, it will be a tough division. It might be a nine and seven or uh, record because they might cannibalize each other because there's some pretty good teams here uh, and improved teams. But. I think the Cowboys have way too much firepower and way too much Dan Quinn to get that defense straightened out to be anything but the favorite. Yeah, I think the league would agree since there'll be the opening night matchup against Tampa Bay. Well, that has nothing to do with uh, that has nothing to do with uh, the quality of the team. It has to do with the fact that good old TV rating Dallas is the biggest draw, you know, TV draw, but I do think that for 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 the first time in a long time, um, the 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 Cowboys hype equals the Cowboys product, or it comes close to it anyway. Yep. All right. Well, there you have it, gang. That is our show for this week. As always, if you have questions for us or you have things you want us to hit on in the show or in the Audible, hit us up on Twitter at IFBillPolling. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. I hear we're headed south next week. Go, in, go into a little division you, you might know a little something about in the AFC South next week, Bill. Well, we'll see. Let's take a look at it. And we're not going to ask any quarterback tight end questions. Not one. <laughs> no, no. Just, we, 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 got it, we got it out of the way. I, I, I have to say, when Bill raised the objection to, to my saying anything, he is the witness, opened the door for me, so the judge allowed it the one time. One time only. All right. All right, guys. Have a good week. We will see you guys next week. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care, everybody.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.